0: Hallelujah. Amen. As you are returning towards your seats, why don't you turn around, shake somebody's hand. I know we've greeted people a few times. Tell them it's so good to see you in the house of God. Hallelujah. So see you too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated for just a few moments. Amen. Before we're dismissing our Sunday school students, it is such an honor to have Bishop Elms with us in the house of God. Amen. This is family of the Bobos, and uh, I thought they were just coming to visit. I didn't know they were going to be in church, or I probably wouldn't be preaching here today. But he said they're on vacation, but I couldn't miss the opportunity to have him come and just say whatever you feel.
1: I feel some Holy Ghost rain in the house. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad we've gotten something to stay excited about all the days of our life? Get up every morning praising the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's a joy to let your spirit release to the heavenlies and let that rain fall in. Some folks think uh, people, you know, I, I was a kid that always loved to play in the rain. I'd get, of course, in San Diego's where I was raised, uh, it didn't rain a whole lot, about 10 inches a year. And so when we got some, I'd put on a light jacket and head out, out, find out what I could float down a stream, find out the good feel of rain falling on my head. Uh, but this kind of rain, I sure don't want to get out of this Holy Ghost rain is refreshing to your spirit, refreshing to your soul, refreshing to your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I feel an apostolic revival center atmosphere in this place today. It's our joy to be here. We always enjoy getting with Brother and Sister Bobo uh, and help Sister Bobo. Keep tabs on Brother Bobo and uh, just have a wonderful time while we're doing it. As you know, uh, Brother Lawrence Bobo loves to laugh and loves to make other people laugh. But uh, the Bible says something about laughter worketh like a medicine. And when we come to the house of the Lord, thank God, we get a lot to laugh about because the joy of the Lord is in our heart. Praise God. So glad to meet Brother and Sister Hood. Appreciate what they're doing in Carson City. What a beautiful valley y'all live in. It's our privilege to be here. God bless you. Let's go ahead and have some more church here today.
0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's stand and clap our hands unto the Lord. Somebody give God a shout of victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah! If you have your Bibles at this time, our Sunday school classes are going to be dismissed to their rooms. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 30. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 verse 30. I want to say it's such an honor to see everybody in the house of the Lord here this afternoon. To all of our guests and visitors, we want you to feel welcome in the house of God. Worship however you feel. Amen, and uh, just enjoy the presence of God with us. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to see Sister Morgan back in the house of God. We love you. Amen. Hebrews 11 and 30. I was at the church last night praying, and I just felt like I was hitting a wall. And, uh, and uh, praying and just really trying to break through. And God deposited something in my spirit, and I felt like we broke through. And this is going to continue on through today in Jesus' name. Hebrews 11 and 30. The Bible says this. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject by faith walls fall by faith walls fall would you set down your bibles and lift up your hands come on let's pray all across this building in the holy ghost hallelujah lord we love you jesus we give you glory and honor and praise hallelujah we're believing god that you're going to break down some barriers break down some walls for some folks that today is going to be a day of liberation and deliverance once and for all God. Hallelujah. 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 We're giving you praise, Jesus. Give us ears to hear and a heart to respond to the word of God in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and give God praise one more time as we are seated. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you, you may be seated. By faith walls fall the Bible prophesied to Abraham that the children of Israel would go into bondage and they were in bondage for 400 plus years they were slaves they were servants they did the bidding of a taskmaster and that was all the life that generation after generation had known Uh, much like many of us that are in this building here today myself included That could testify and say well I don't know exactly where it started but somewhere down my family line maybe it was your great-grandfather or your grandfather or your father so on and so forth there was somebody that went into bondage and it has affected your life as well I want you to know that that even though that is the case amen there was also a promise from god that they will go into bondage but they will come out the bible says afterwards with great substance can i tell somebody here today that it does not matter where you have come from when god brings you out of where you come from you don't come out empty Oh, let me say that again for some folks in the back. When God brings you out, you don't come out empty-handed. You come out with more substance. You come out more blessed. You come out forgiven. You come out with more grace. Come on. My Bible says that where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. When there was something that was over you as a taskmaster, when God brought you out, it was with a mighty hand. Oh, somebody praise him. Come on, do you remember where you were when God found you? Do you remember how God brought you out? Hallelujah. But it was there that God said, I'm going to bring them out with great substance. Amen. And the Bible declares that God brought them out with a mighty outstretched hand. That there was no way. The Bible even says, I mean, I heard this verse the other day, that God said that Pharaoh will not let you go with a mighty hand. What he was saying is, I am certain that you cannot get out of this by yourself. I am certain you cannot escape by your own power and by your own might, even at your highest point and your strongest point. Does anybody testified to that, that there was no way that you could have done it? He said, yet uh, with my hand. Can I preach to somebody that what you are not able to do by yourself, uh, if you can just get the hand of God involved, uh, all of a sudden what you were not able to do. You weren't able to get free from addictions. You weren't able to get free from compulsions. But when the hand of God steps in, amen, there is no contest. Our God has never lost a battle. Our God is victorious. Upon his head are many crowns. He's been victorious time and time again. Somebody give God praise. Come on, somebody give that God praise. Hallelujah. God brought him out with a mighty outstretched hand. It was with his power and with his might to let Israel know that it was not by your might. It was not by your power, but it was by his spirit. Hallelujah. And and God brings them out of the land of Egypt. But can I help somebody here today? God never brings you out of something if he doesn't have something else to bring you into. Hallelujah. God doesn't deliver somebody off of a bar stool or out of, amen, a drug home if he doesn't already have plans for that individual's life. God doesn't make mistakes and God doesn't waste, amen, his time. Amen. If God has called you and you're in this building here today, I want to tell you, you might have thought you walked in here, stumbled in here, were tricked in here, but if you're in this house, it's because God's got a plan for you. I wish I had 20 people that believe that. If God brought you to the house of God, it means he's got a plan for you. If God brought you off of a bar stool, it's because God's got a purpose for you. If God brought you out of a drug home like he did me, that means God's got something for you. I wish somebody would say, Lord, you can do whatever you want with my life. Somebody praise him. God never takes you out of something if he doesn't already have something lined up to take you into. God doesn't deliver somebody from drugs and alcohol, amen, and and then just say, well, you know, it's going to be kind of boring now. (laughs) Well, I'm going to deliver you from the honky-tonk, and I'm going to deliver you from the club, and now you're going to have to sit on a pew and be bored out of your mind. I've come to tell you, living for God's never been boring. Living for God has never been, I've never had a frown on my face when I thought about coming to the house of God, but I felt like David. I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad because I realized what he pulled me out of and what he's taken me into. I had a revelation what he's got for me
2: is better than what I had.
0: There God pulls them out, and God intends I'm going to take them all the way into a promised land. And the way God gets people out is He lets them know about this promised land. Let me help some folks on evangelism. Don't don't go up to somebody and say, "Man, I want to bring you to I want to bring you to church so you don't go to hell." <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you. That was great news. You go ahead and tell them that there's a land that flows with milk and honey. You go ahead and let them know there's nothing like living for God. You know, evangelism can be done with a smile on your face. When you say, let me tell you about streets of gold, and we're going to walk with Jesus forever. Let me tell you about that day. We're going to walk by the crystal sea. There will be no more tears. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more pain. And you'll watch people come by the droves because they want to be a part of that kingdom. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. God brings people out, and he gives them something to look forward to. I'm going to bring you out of sin. I'm going to bring you out of the world because I'm going to bring you into something better. Amen. What God has is always better than what we have. What God has is always better than what sin has. What God has is always better than what the world has. So you got to believe that. Uh, hallelujah. you just got to look at a few of us that stumbled into the church. Maybe we weren't born into it. We didn't sleep under a seat or a pew. Uh, amen. But you got to talk to some of us. This is the greatest thing ever happened to anybody. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to a mortal. And God says, I'm going to take you out, and I'm going to lead you to a place that is flowing with milk and honey. That is the way the promised land of God has always been. It's a place of flow where things are moving. Amen. If you are stagnant in your walk with God, I want to tell you, you are not in the promised land yet. Amen. If it just drops down like dew from heaven, like manna in the wilderness, you are stuck in the in-between and you're not quite living everything God has for you. Because when you get to the promised land, amen, he said, out of your belly shall flow. When you get the Holy Ghost, when you get that promise of the Father, it should be a flow like a river, and it should run out of you. Blessings run. Blessings flow. Goodness flows. Mercy flows. Everything in that promised land. It's like a faucet, and the tap has been opened, and now everything's flowing out. When God takes you into something, that's the kind of land he wants to take you into. It doesn't just bless you for a moment. He doesn't just bless you for a season. But when God gets you where he's taking you, it's a land of flow. It's a, law, it's a land where there is blessing, there is mercy, there is joy, there is all sorts of peace. Amen. amen. There, there are pleasures forevermore, the Bible says, at his right hand. That's the kind of land that God brings people into. But, but he's taking them on this journey. We know that from Egypt all the way to the promised land on foot should only be about a two-week journey. And yet Israel makes it to the wilderness, the in-between place, and they get trapped there. It is possible to get trapped in between, amen, where you were and where God is taking you. It is possible, amen, to get somehow tripped up in the middle place of life, amen, in this transitional period of life. And you know God has more for you, amen, you know you can't go backwards, but for some reason there is something that is hindering you from moving forward. I've come to preach to somebody today that God's going to break through that wall for somebody. I came to preach in the Holy Ghost that somebody might have walked in this building and you know God's got more for you and there is a wall that is blocking you. There is something that is hindering you. It might be a mental block. It might be an emotional block. I don't know what it is, but I want to tell you that God's going to break through that today. Oh, if you believe that, lift up your hands and pray for just a moment. Come on, let's pray all across this building. There are folks that are in between, amen, where they were and where God is taking them. But I've come to tell you today we're crossing over, amen, to that promised land, and we're going to take everything that God has promised. Somebody pray for just a moment. Come on, hallelujah. I feel it for somebody here today. In the name of Jesus. There, they are stuck in the in-between. I don't know what really really caught them for a season but I know God had to talk to them. God got them out of Egypt and now he's got to take time and get Egypt out of them. Amen. It didn't take God but ten plagues, amen, to get and parting of a Red Sea. It doesn't take a whole lot more than, than God showing up, amen. It doesn't take a whole lot more than just getting us baptized in Jesus name for him to get us out of the world, amen, but sometimes it takes a little bit for him to get the world out of us and get the and get the mess and get all the junk and get all of our ideologies and all of our Hallelujah. God's got to work on some of those things. And so they're there in the wilderness. It should only take them two weeks to get to the promised land. But now they're trapped. Now they're stuck. Amen. And they are are following the cloud. They are following the fire. And sure enough, when the timing is right, God brings them to where they can view the promised land. This did not take 40 years for them to get to this place. I know that we often think that it took them 40 years to get by the Jordan River, but it didn't take them 40 years. They were there many times. They had seen it many times. They were close enough uh, to the promise, uh, amen, to reach out and touch it, amen. There's people that this isn't your first rodeo. You've been to plenty of church services, and you've come, amen, a full circle, and you are close enough to reach out to everything God has for you, and yet they get to the same position that we all do. Let's send forth spies into land. Let's get a little closer of a look, amen, at what God has for us. Numbers chapter 13, they are coming back. And the Bible says that they come, they sent out 12. We know the names of the two, the ones with the good report. We don't really remember the names of the 10 with the evil report. Amen. If you want to be remembered, amen, just say yes to God. Hallelujah. But here they come back, and this is the report that they are giving. They told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us, And surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. They not only came back with a report that said what God said is true, everything God promised is true, but we got proof that everything God said is true. How many people would move forward if you just had a little bit? You don't need a lot, just a little fruit, a little proof. Amen. I want to tell you, that's the church God is raising up in Carson City. We don't need a lot. We just need to see just a glimpse. The hand, the size, the cloud the size of a man's hand. We'll believe God at the mention of his name. But there's this other group. They're also agreeing. Yes, yeah, yeah, we heard about that. But back to what we want to say, nevertheless, which is an old word to basically say, uh, forget everything we just said. Nevertheless, forget about the promises of God. Forget about the fact that God didn't lie to us and God told us the truth and we heard about this land without ever seeing this land and God was true even though we never saw it before. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled. The people are strong and they have walled cities that are very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there saying we saw giants in the land. They come back with two reports. We know the story. One is a good report. One is a report that says here's the fruit. Here is uh, the the proof of what God has promised. Everything God said is true. Uh, And I want to just put this out there. The Bible says it's not possible that God should lie. If God's ever told you something that has come to pass, you can take him at his word. The next time he ever tells you something, uh, you can look back. You may not have anything to base off what he just said right now, but you can look back on your life. You can have a testimony. God's done it before, and if God's promising it, He can do it time and time and time again. I'm trying to build some faith for some folks. Well, I'm sick. Well, Has God ever healed your body? Has God ever touched your mind? If he's done it once, he can do it again. Because my Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Give God a praise. Give God a praise if you know he's faithful. Give God a praise if you know God's true. Give God a praise if he's ever come through for you somebody worship him yeah. Hallelujah. it is there they brought back proof but some have the bible said an evil report but what is an evil report is an evil report something that is a lie no not always sometimes the devil will come by with an evil report amen and it will be a lie it will be a half truth That's why the Bible says, whose report shall we believe? There will always be a decision to make. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to listen to all those that say it's not possible? Are we going to listen to all those that say you can't? Are we going to listen to those that came back with fruit and proof that God's word is true? I've chosen in my life I'm going to listen to God. Hallelujah. But there they come back with an evil report. An evil report is not always a lie. Often an evil report is something that's logical. It's actually something that's factual. It is a complete report that says, yes, there's fruit. Yes, there's land that flows with milk and honey. But also there's giants. And also there's strong people. And also there's problems. And also there's opposition. And also they've got walled cities. And we know that we don't have the capability. See, then they start adding stuff to it. They start putting their own, amen, ideologies into it, that, that walled cities are a problem with God, that giants are a problem for God, that, that, that people that are strong are an issue for God. I want to tell you, there is nothing too hard for God. Yeah. Cancer, no problem. Amen, he's a healer. I want you to know, you might have some issues in your life, but there is nothing that is too hard for God. I wish I had somebody that believed it. It doesn't matter what the sickness is. It doesn't matter what the sin is. It doesn't matter what the mistake is. I want you to know there is nothing too strong. There is nothing too big. There is, I wish I could build somebody's faith here today. There is nothing too hard for our God. Oh, somebody shout and give God praise. Hallelujah. There they've got a logical, factual Report, I will be honest with you, I am a logical, factual individual. I would probably have not ended up with Joshua and Caleb. My disposition in my flesh is to look at the natural. I'm going to be real with some folks. I get to a situation, amen, and I don't know what's going to happen. And I have a quick response to stiffen my neck and tuck my head and get ready to plow through it before I ask God for help. Is there anybody else that could be honest and say, that's me? Amen. I have more of a, a, a moment in my life where I will just tuck my head and say, let's get through this, amen, before I will hit my knees and pray and say, God, uh, I'm not able to do this by myself, amen, that's why the Bible says, humble yourself, amen, and pray, it's not always easy, you got to bend the knee, you've got to bend the pride and say, I can't do this all alone, and guess what, you're not supposed to do it all by yourself, There's a God in heaven that's coming to help you. Oh, somebody shout. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Well, they fall into this position. It's an evil report. I'll tell you why it's an evil report. Not because there's facts involved. Not because there's logic involved. But because there was facts, because there was logic, it was convincing and it was compelling to everybody else. It made sense. Logical things make sense to normal people. It compels and it convinces. It was evil, not because there were facts. But because they were walking in their own reason, their own logic, and their own facts, and instead of walking in faith, they were spending all of their time, they were analyzing, they had a magnifying glass of all the reasons why they were not able. I want to tell you why it was an evil report. It wasn't that they were factual about the enemy that was evil. It's the fact that they were not logical and they were not factual about their God. They understood their enemy was big. They understood. There's walled cities uh, and there's opposition, uh, but nobody took a moment uh, to say that God uh, is bigger than anything uh, that we could face. Uh, God can knock through every wall, God can break through every barrier. Uh, I want to tell somebody uh, you can't have an evil report, Uh, you got to have a good report like Joshua and Caleb uh, that knows the facts, uh, like everybody else, uh, but knows their God and does exploits, uh, that knows that there's trouble, but also knows knows there's an ever-present help in time of trouble. I wish I
2: had three people that would stand to their feet and say, I believe God over the facts. I believe God over the logic. Somebody shout, I believe God. I believe God. I believe. Yes, my enemy's strong, but honey, my God is stronger. Yes, there's evil things, but my my Bible says, greater is he that is within me than he that's in the world. Oh, somebody shout. Somebody lift
0: up your hands for just a moment. Come on. You can't just focus on all the problems. You can't just focus on the walled city. You can't just focus on what you're facing and develop facts and logic. But you got to take a moment and say, what can God do? There is nothing too hard for God. All things are possible to them that believe. They were caught up in analysis. It became analysis paralysis, if we call it. But a good report is different. A good report is not the absence of fear. It is not the absence of facts. It is not the absence of logic. It is not those that just do birds on Sunday and ignore the fact that they have to pay bills on Monday. They understand the facts. They know they don't have enough money to make the bills make, meet. They understand the facts. Amen. They, it's not to say that they don't have fear and they don't have doubts. Because everybody, if we're going to be honest, has fear, has doubts. Amen. It allows the logic of life and the facts surrounding us. Amen. To get a hold of us. But they decided, this is what a good report is. They decided to make a declaration of faith in spite of the fears, in spite of the facts, in spite of the logic, in spite of of the reason, in spite of the analysis, in spite of what it looked like, they understood we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by reason. We walk by faith. Can I preach to somebody? You are walking by faith and not by your eyesight. You are walking by faith and not what you see. You are walking by faith and not what you think of. You are walking by faith and and not what it looks like, not what it seems. We are walking by faith. Oh, Somebody lift up your hands So let's pray. Come on. You can fear. You can have doubt. But, honey, you got to go in spite of all that. You have to have faith in spite of what it looks like. You got to make it up in your mind. We are well able. We saw everything everybody else saw, but we also saw God there it ends up Deuteronomy 1 and 28 they say it's being recounted to the next generation of why that previous generation couldn't come in and why they spent 40 years in the wilderness he's recounting to them what they said whither shall we go up or how shall we go up our brethren have discouraged our hearts saying the people is greater and taller than we the cities are great and walled up to heaven. And moreover, we have seen the sons of Anakims there. They are, they are, they are being recounted why for 40 years they have wandered in a wilderness. It wasn't that they weren't close enough to the promised land. They are being recounted that people allowed themselves to be discouraged. Amen. Not by what they saw with their own eyes. And I'm going to preach to somebody. It wasn't even their own firsthand experience. But I want to tell somebody the dangers of a secondhand doubt, the dangers of a secondhand, amen, report. They'll come to you and tell you there's just no way. I've already been there, done that, seen this, seen that. But I want to preach to somebody that hasn't yet seen what God can do you can't let all the naysayers and all the doubters and everybody else amen you got to go check it out for yourself you got to give God a try for yourself you got to give God the chance amen to prove himself that he is all powerful but he's telling them we didn't go into the promised land because of this and now Joshua is leading them and they are they, are, they have finally crossed over. They have again had waters begin to part as they carry that ark across the, the Jordan River. And they, they have made it to the other side and they realize we're not going back to Egypt. We're not going back to the wilderness. We are in the promised land. We've only got one of two options. Number one, we can set up camp by the Jordan River. We can be crammed and we will be just like we were in the wilderness. We will not have houses that we didn't build. We will not have crops that we did not plant. We will be no better off. In fact, we'll be worse off because the manna stopped the minute they crossed the river. Amen. Let me tell you, when God's provision starts shutting down on you, when God starts removing your comfort, your comfort from, your, from your life, I want to tell you what God's doing. He is trying to spur you to walk in faith. It ain't time to quit and give up and think, man, God doesn't love me. No. God's saying, I've given you enough power. I've given you enough strength. I've given you my favor. And now I want you to walk forward in my favor. I want you to. Hallelujah. They don't have man anymore. They don't have anything to hold on to. And so they've got one or two options. We can sit here and we can be worse off than we were in the wilderness. Or. We can, start making our, we can start making ourselves known to these surrounding nations, and we can start conquering one after another. And they came to Jericho, Joshua 6.10. The Bible says, Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth, until the day I bid you shout, then you shall shout now they're getting ready to conquer everybody's getting ready with their swords and their spears and they've been waiting for this and it's been 40 years in the wilderness everybody died off and now he's saying you got to walk around in silence that doesn't make a lot of sense see we finally amped ourselves up to where we're going to we're going to I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to take our spears and start hitting this wall. We're going to, we're going to start banging our helmets against this wall. we figured it out. We're going to scale the wall. We're going to do whatever we have to do. They started, they had figured out their plan. And the minute they showed up to that walled city, God started shifting their plan. They had come out with their own. They had mixed their faith and the facts and said, we've got, we've built ourselves, amen, some ladders to climb that wall. We figured it out how we're going to do it. But God comes in and says, no, 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 no. This ain't going to come. By facts. This isn't going to come by logic. This is going to come by faith. Can I preach to somebody? Your walls will not fall. Amen. Based on your best bet and your best logic and your best facts. Honey, I'm going to tell you, there's not enough money in the bank to pay those bills. And you could try to do the numbers. You could rob Peter to pay Paul, take out whatever loan you want to do. But it just sometimes doesn't work out. And there comes a moment where you got to just say, okay, God, it doesn't make any sense. But that's all right. It doesn't make a lick of sense. And I think I've got a better idea in my mind. But I've chosen I'm going to walk in faith. Can I preach to somebody? You've got to walk in faith. Not logic. Not reason. Not facts. Because that's what got them in trouble in the first place. You've got to walk in faith that says, I know that my God is able, that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Somebody give him praise. But let me help somebody. He said, you're going to walk, and you are not to open your mouth. That'd be real hard for me. Not for the rest of y'all. I just, I'm like the wind-up toy. That's why I'm a preacher. I just talk and don't stop. Some of y'all get to hear it more than others. My poor wife. <laughs> Pray for your hurry, y'all. <laughs> but they are told you got to be quiet. You are not to open your mouth. So that doesn't make sense. We're about to walk around this. We're about to walk around this walled city. You understand the danger that's involved with walking around a walled city, right? There are, they will pour oil on you. They will, they will throw spears at you. They will drop rocks on you. Amen. This is how Uzziah died, or Uriah died. Amen. And and this is, this is just not logical. God says, do it. And don't open your mouth. Okay, I got it. One day, I'm going to do this. I'm going to walk by faith. And they start walking around that city, not opening their mouth. And somebody leans over the wall and says, you guys are crazy. Do you really go to that church? They get a little wild. (laughs) You know, that preacher shouts a little too much. You probably need to tone down the music. I'm telling you right now, that that old devil starts yelling out from there, and they're just walking around. And I'm telling you, there's just a moment where some of them want to stop walking, and others want to open up their mouth in defense. And there's others in the group that want to go back to what their mothers and fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers did, and they want to say, This doesn't work. Amen. They wanted to do, the Bible says they could not enter in because of their unbelief. Amen. Because they murmured and they complained. They were not able to inherit the promised land uh, because of their unbelief uh, and their murmuring uh, and their complaining. Uh, can I tell somebody uh, it didn't work for 40 years? Uh, murmuring, complaining, and letting your unbelief out. Uh, who who here thinks uh, it's going to work now that you're in the promised land uh, and you're finally facing the enemy uh, and you're about ready to see something happen? Uh, I want to tell you if it didn't work in 40 years, it's not about to start working now. But I can. And tell you something that's a time tested it's going to work you got to walk in faith not doubt walls don't fall don't fall because of murmuring walls don't fall because of complaining and walls don't fall because of unbelief walls fall because people make it up in their mind god said it i'm gonna obey what god said it doesn't make sense it's not logical it's not factual but god said it and that's enough i'm gonna just do what god said to do oh somebody lift up your hands Let's stand all across the building, lift up our hands, and let's pray. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and pray. I know what it is to have doubts. I know what it is to have fears. I know what it is to have complaints and want to murmur. I know what it is to have unbelief. I know what it is to have logic going up in my head saying this isn't how it's done. But, honey, I want to tell you, you got to step forward and walk in faith. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. You walked in this building here today You might have stumbled in this house. you got all sorts of issues and compulsions and addictions. There are people that got walled cities that are built all the way up to heaven. And it's blocking your entrance into the promises of God. Amen. You feel like you can't climb over it. You can't dig under it. And you sure can't get through it. But I've come to tell you, walls will fall when you walk in faith. They walk for days not saying a word. And I'm sure if we're going to be honest, they wanted to. Church, going to be a lot of times we're going to want to open up our big mouths and tell God how to do what he does. But we've got to understand he's God and we are not. And if you want the walls in your life to crumble... If you've tried it your way and it's not worked, I just suggest trying it God's way just one time. They start walking. And they ain't seeing nothing happening. And they keep walking. And for six days they're walking. They end up walking seven days. And finally, He gives them the opportunity that we all as Pentecostals wait for. Blow the trumpet and shout. And all the people said, come on, you've been saving your shout for seven days, folks. That sounds, well, praise the Lord. No, if it was illogical what they had to do, I'm going to tell you what they did. I I, I just have an image in my
2: mind that they lost their ever-loving minds. And they let out a shout. That was... That's more like it. Come on. They let and they began to shout and blow the trumpet and it wasn't logical and it didn't have reason but honey they were walking in faith and they were shouting in faith and those walls came crumbling down I would that somebody would step out of their seat right now and make their way to this front. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. And say, Lord, crumble this wall. God, break down this barrier. I've been fighting. I've been praying. I've been fasting. And, Lord, I need you to come through and break down the the walls the barriers come on come on somebody pray somebody pray let it flow out of you if you've not received the Holy Ghost today's your day that wall comes troubling down you need healing. Today's your day. If you need your marriage fix, today's your day. Lift up your voice and shout. Somebody pray. Hallelujah. This is what we've come to do. Tear down strongholds. Come on, lift break up your voice. Attain. Find the devil in Jesus' devil, name. Devil, you cannot Tonight win when God is right. on our side. shake the with praise. Glory, hallelujah. This is what we've come to do. Tear down strongholds, break. Find the devil in Jesus' name. Tonight, we got a right. Shake the foundation with... The Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy. Tonight, Tonight, we've got got a right to shake the foundation. glory, hallelujah! This is what we've come to do. Tear down strongholds, break the chains, bind the devil in Jesus' name. Tonight the foundation with the Come on, somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Walls are tumbling down. Just let loose uh, in the Holy Ghost uh, may not make a whole lot of sense to you, uh, but by faith, uh, walls crumble down. Uh, by faith, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places uh, has got to come down.